The Right Fit Podcast is brought to you by Rising Coaches Search and Consulting. If you are hiring and you need help identifying, vetting, and recruiting five to 10 finalists that fit the profile of your institution, then reach out to Rising Coaches. We have experience helping organizations hire ADs, head coaches, and assistant coaches in every sport, and even corporate positions. Our prices are designed to fit small college budgets. For more information, visit risingcoaches.com. Rising Coaches events are back, and we can't wait to see you. This summer, we have two events coming to you, uh, and we can't wait. Uh, the Rising Coaches Conference 12th Annual uh, will be... Fuck me. Here we go. Rising Coaches events are back, and we can't wait to see you in person. The 12th Annual Rising Coaches Conference is coming to you. We have two sessions, one in June in Phoenix, Arizona, and one in Atlanta in July. Uh, the Rising Coaches Conference West will be June 17th through the 18th in Phoenix, Arizona, right before the Section 7 high school recruiting event is held. Uh, and the Rising Coaches Conference East will be July 6th through the 7th in Atlanta, Georgia, the day before all of the AAU recruiting period uh, and tournaments start. Uh, most of them, fuck me. Holy shit, I'm doing a bad job. Come on, KJ. Rising Coaches events are back, and we can't wait to see you in person this summer. The Rising Coaches Conference West will be in Phoenix, Arizona, June 17th through the 18th, and the Rising Coaches Conference East will be July 6th through the 7th in Atlanta, Georgia. Head to risingcoaches.com for more information now. Uh, the event, if you sign up by May 22nd, it's $25 off. So it'll be $175. If you wait till after that date to sign up, the cost will go up to $199. Rising Coaches members get $100 off. If you're a member, head to the member site for the coupon code to get your discount. Uh, if you're not a member, uh, you can sign up at risingcoaches.com. All the information you'll need, including event schedules, Fees, uh, hotel rooms, etc., can all be found on risingcoaches.com. We hope to see you in person. We can't wait to get back to our live events and uh, hope to see you there. Rising Coaches events are back. This summer, we have two live in person events and we can't wait to see you there. The Rising Coaches Conference West will take place in Phoenix, Arizona, June 17th through the 18th. And the Rising Coaches Conference East will be held in Atlanta, Georgia, July 6th through the 7th. Both events are right before major recruiting tournaments uh, in those cities. Uh, so come a day early, attend the conference, and get some recruiting done while you're there. All information can be found at risingcoaches.com. Uh, events are $199, but if you sign up before May 22nd, you can receive a $25 off discount. Uh, and if you're a Rising Coaches member, you'll receive $100 off. If you're a member, head to the member site for the coupon code and receive your discount. We can't wait to see you guys there. Uh, hey, Adam, you want to jump in, maybe talk about how the search firm has kind of changed the way jobs are looked at now and how ADs and administrators are using search firms to help with hires? 
Yeah, sure. I'll uh, appreciate it, Matt. Bill, that was like great. I took a lot of notes. Like <laughs> Bill just gave you a lot of like answers, like straight up answers to the test. So um, that was really good. Um, good. Especially the question, the, the question to ask and calling up the admissions office, acting as a parent. Like that's phenomenal. I wish I had yeah, thought of we, that. <laughs> we used to do it in the old days. You could still do it, but yeah. <laughs> you know, any way uh, you can get information. So you guys know me and like my background, like I, I coached 17 years. So I was kind of on the side of it. You guys are at now of trying to get jobs and move up the coaching ladder. Um, you know, from, I did every position and every level, you know, during that 17 years. Um, and when I got out of coaching, yeah, it's about two years now, uh, we started rising coaches search and consulting and we wanted to like get into the search firm business. And so um, I'm happy to tell you guys like that process. And, and we've been fortunate to do at this point about 14 searches for different, you know, from everything from like head coaches and different sports um, to athletic director to like corporate jobs for, for companies within sports. So um, it's been cool to be on the other side of the table and, and get insight. Like what Bill told you guys, it's, it's a hundred percent the truth. Like, um, it comes down to fit and what they're looking for. Um, it just does. And so you may, it may be the job that you've had in your mind as like your dream job, but, um, and maybe you've on paper, you know, you fit the qualifications. Um, if you're not what they're looking for, like, it's just not going to happen and you can't take it. You can't take it personal. I know it sucks not getting jobs. And I mean, that's, it is a really hard business. Um, but you have to just um, stay convicted to who you are and your path and, and you're running your own race and the right situation will come along when it's supposed to. Um, I know that's easier said than done. And it's hard to be patient when you're in it. Um, but that is the truth. Um, every athletic director is completely different. Um, you know, in addition to that, there's certain things that going into a, a hire that they may have in their mind, um, like gender or race, you know, those are like very basic things that's going to like immediately, you know, narrow down the pool. And if you don't fit it, you don't fit it. And that's, that is what it is. That makes my job easier when I have directives on like what they're looking for. And a lot of times athletic directors, you know, may not know exactly what it is, or they may, may not be able to voice it, but, um, it doesn't take long for me to see like what type of candidates they're attracted to. Um, and sometimes, you know, I'll have the people that I think are great for the job and for whatever reason, you know, the athletic director or the president, it's not quite, you know, they don't, they might like somebody else better and that's, you know, it's their decision. And my job is just to present them with a, a very talented candidate pool. And, you know, people ask me all the time, you know, like, oh, are you going to push for this person? Or how do you push? Like, I don't, I push for every single person that will be capable of doing the job to the athletic directors, like criteria. So if that's 10 people that I've identified that like really fit their needs, then I'm going to push all 10 and I'm going to let the athletic director and their committee, you know, go through their process, talk to them, ask their questions, and then they'll determine, you know, they'll like who they like. And, um, you know, that's, that's kind of my process. And obviously there's more to it. I'm an open book with it. I'm happy to like answer any questions about that whole process from, you know, beginning to the end when they make a hire. Um, but that's, you know, in short what we do, I, I jotted down some notes 
also on like how do you um you know like the, the title of the zoom invite that matt sent was i think how do you build relationships with administrators and so i had some notes written on that um that i can get into um or i can answer questions um so yeah if you guys have a question raise your hand unmute yourself whatever and, and we'll get to it but um speak matt, a little you, about relationships with admin i think it's really important because a lot of even if you're an assistant build relationships with your admin just as just so they know who you are absolutely you. well like what matt said of like getting to know the admin where you're at i mean that's like like all this stuff guys is like stuff you already know and it's very simple but it's it's hard to like execute on a daily basis but of course everybody in your work environment like you should get to know Heather Macy's the best at this. She has t-shirt day. She just walks through the halls giving out t-shirts and they love her for life. Uh, am I right, Heather? Yeah, t-shirt day is the best. I'm <laughs> upgrading here in the fall. I think we're going to go donuts. You, you know, go. the donut day to the financial aid department at Greensboro College. I'm coming for you every Monday. I love it. I love it. So things like that, honestly, like that's a little thing it's going to take Heather an extra 30 minutes or whatever, um, maybe longer, but like they will remember that uh, and remember her and those people like in financial aid, those people in your admissions office, um, the head of the, the, the math program, like they become deans, you know, those people move up, they become school presidents. Um, those are the decision makers, right? Um, marketing directors become athletic directors. Um, the SID, you know, SIDs become athletic directors. So um, yeah, for sure what Matt said, like make sure you, when you leave a school, you're leaving a legacy, not just on your athletes, but also on the people that work work there. Put on, you know, this is, a, I see Paul, you got your hand raised and I'll get to you in a second. But like one, this is a stupid thing. But like when I was at Mississippi State, um, there was a group called Starkville Young Professionals and uh, they would host, it was just for young professionals in the community, and they would host dodgeball tournaments in the summer. And so every year, I would like head up putting together a dodgeball team for the Mississippi State Athletic Department. And we had football coaches, we had marketing people, like they loved it. And go out there and bring a cooler and drink some beers and play, play kickball for a day. But like um, the things like that, where you take the initiative to organize um, and connect, um, make a huge, huge impact. Um, yeah, and if Adam, if I could jump in there real quick, and you'd mentioned, you know, and, and it's about building relationships, because you stop by and visit with the AD, don't think that you're it, 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 because you're at any level of your career, assistant coach, third assistant coach, whatever it is, you have an opportunity to interact with an administrator, um, do it, most of us are, are going to respond to that. And ultimately, it's going to help you. And, and it really made me think about today was our last day of classes. And I had a young man that helps us in our athletic department. And he's, he's, he's always offered to help. And this and that, he loves sports, wants to be around it. Stop by today. And he heard the most important thing he could hear from me. Brock, you call me if you need something. You need a letter of recommendation. You need me to send an email. You need to call me if you need something. Because... He has a relationship with us, right? Yeah, hundred percent. And uh, um, well, I could keep going on that, but I do want to get to these questions. Paul, um, go ahead. 
I think, well, first of all, Alan, thanks. Uh, Brian kind of, I think, asked the same question in the chat that I was going to ask. Um, should we be like reaching out to develop relationships with search firms or do those kind of happen naturally as you go through the business? You just kind of meet somebody and they end up being on a search firm down the road or obviously okay. we know you guys, but other search firms. Yeah, and that's kind of what I was going to talk about next um, is like, Okay, so outside of what we what Matt mentioned, what we just talked about of building relationships with the people at your school, like you should absolutely be intentional about who you're trying to build a relationship outside of your immediate workplace. And, you know, your question, do I need to build relationships? Like I'm reading Brian's thing in the chat here. Do I need to build relationships with search firms? I don't know. I don't know where you're at in your career, Brian, um, for me to like honestly answer that what's the next job that you want and who's going to be determining who gets that job. Um, so if I'm, you know, if I'm going to take my career, I was at SEMO. Uh, I had a 17 year coaching career. I was associate head coach at a low major division one school. I wanted like a small college job, like I, like a JUCO, NAI, a D2. Like I should be intentional about trying to meet division, small college athletic directors. Um, there's nothing wrong with that. Now, how you go about, doing that that's like you know that is an art there's no it's there's not a science behind it I don't think maybe there is but um you know I, I did jot down a couple of things that you know I think help um I, I think number one you got to be willing to like put yourself out there and send an email go up in person and like introduce yourself if you're at an event um write a handwritten letter um and, and I think the thing that people like that allows you to break the ice and like get past that first initial like awkwardness of introducing yourself is if you have something in common with the person um, that you can immediately draw on. So like a person that you guys know, like a mutual friend, maybe someone that you both worked with, obviously the stronger both of your relationship is with that one person, the easier that is to strike a conversation. Um, or maybe like a shared place that you guys, you know, like, oh, I worked at this, I worked at Clemson. I saw you guys so you worked there and, you know, in this year, um, you know, those are great icebreakers. Anytime you can like find something in common um, or if you don't have something in common, um, something like, why are you drawn to like reach out to them? So what is it other than you can't say like, I'm reaching out to you because I want to work for you one day. Like that doesn't work. But like, oh, I read your, I read your article. I, you know, you did an interview and I read it and you said this and it was really interesting. And I, I had a question for you about it. You know, if you can find things like that, those are ends that show your correspondence is thoughtful. Um, so, so I guess in summary, find something in common or be really, really thoughtful about your approach to somebody. Um, and that will like, not always, but that'll increase your chances of like breaking the ice and starting a conversation. And that is just the beginning of the like process of building a relationship with somebody. Um, and, and I know there's like, you know, again, you're going to get people that don't write back to you. You're going to get people that don't respond. Just take it in stride. Don't, don't, don't bother people. Maybe hit them twice. If you don't hear back, just move on. Um, so then um, once you've like made that initial contact, you've, let's say you have a conversation over email, maybe you're, you ask for 15 minutes on the phone. That's great. So now you guys like have had some sort of interaction like, how do you take that and build that into a meaningful relationship? Um, 
again, I, I wrote down like two different things. Um, you know, number one, if you can like be in the same physical place with them, that, I mean, that's everything, uh, you know, Bill mentioned, and obviously with COVID, you know, that changes things, but, um, you know, like I'm, you know, if you're vaccinated and you feel comfortable getting out, whatever, if you're not vaccinated, you feel getting comfortable getting out. Um, uh, I think those opportunities will present themselves again. And I know I'm going back to conferences and we're going to host an event starting in July. Um, and so like Bill mentioned NACTA, just so you guys know, like you guys should know what that is. That's the final four for ADs. It's where they all go to, you know, mingle and professional develop and drink and catch up with their friends and have a great time do a very little amount of work, I think, right, Bill? <laughs> you guys don't do much hey, work. We're, we're not as stuffy as people think we are. You know, again, I used to be a coach. I'm a fun guy. I like to fish. I've been to like... NACTA, and all we did was hang out and play golf. So I yeah. we went to a committee meeting once or twice <clears throat> a day, and then it was just fun. So it's a networking opportunity. Yeah, and, like, I went to NACTA, too, and I went as a young coach. Like, I was not ready to be a head coach at that point. And I just went, I just went to go. Um, and it was amazing. You know, like I met a lot of people. There was a lot of people that I knew that I didn't know, like where they had gone on to be in their career. And so that was great. But going to NACTA to just sit at the, the hotel lobby in the bar, that's fine. But if you already have str like struck up some conversations with ADs and now you go and you say, hey, Bill, I know we, we talked on the phone a few months ago about like how you build culture. Um, I'm going to be in Orlando at NACTA. Would love to like have a cup of coffee with you if you're there. Um, yeah, now, and sorry, Adam. No, um, please. I, I was, I don't want to call it a trick, um, but I think, and you've already mentioned, there's got to be a relatable thing there. People, we're, I'm going to, I go to NACTA, I'm going to interact with other ADs generally. You know, if somebody approaches me, of course, I'm going to have a conversation with them. But I think, um, you know, maybe during a little, if you can find some slower time during the course of the year, um, let's say you did bump into somebody at such and such a place, then you want to pursue a job. It's, it's going to be uncomfortable for both of us if you call me out of the blue and say, hey, can you help me with this? We've had one interaction Whereas in the trick part of it is you say, Hey, I'd like to come visit, you know, visit you on, on your campus. Uh, maybe go to lunch. I am interested in potentially administration somewhere down the road. And I see from your bio that you were a former coach and then got into administration, find something that in this conversation, Heather and I had yesterday about a lot of things, um, it's find people love to talk about themselves. And so find an interest there, find some similarity. Uh, again, you may not be able to establish a lifelong relationship or friendship, but they're going to know who you are. Um, because you, you, if somebody put the effort in to come by and visit with me, I can't shut up. So I'm going to talk, talk their ear off probably if I have the time. So those are the types of interactions I think are helpful as a coach. Yeah. And um, when you do have those like conversations and you do get those opportunities to interact, I think it's important not to just, you don't just want to like start telling them who you are. 
like this is my story this is where i've been this, this is what i'm trying to do uh at some points it's like hold on like i don't know you you know i don't really know you like that like you know let you know so how do you get the the key is you want them to ask you about that stuff tell me about well the best way for them to ask you about this stuff you ask them tell me about like how you became an ad like ask them about everybody like bill just said um especially the longer you're in this crazy business you want to tell your story people want to and if you hang around people that have been doing this a long time like you'll notice they're looking for young people to pass their knowledge on to um and so you know if you ask them ask them those questions that tell me about your path why did you take this job like i noticed you went from this to this like why what was going on in your life at that time um you know i i think those are great ways to that's how you build a relationship is when you like are able to you know be vulnerable be honest with each other and you only get to that stuff when you get off yourself and your career and your aspirations and you like truly like try to listen and have a like a human connection with another individual and you guys have a shared passion for sports like that's built in already um so it should be a genuine you know you guys already have that going for you so i think those are little tips of like you know how to contact people how to take that like initial contact to a deeper relationship hopefully um matt mentioned it like a lot of times when ad's have an open head coaching job they already have their list of people that they have in mind well those are people they know personally like for the most part i mean some ad's are really good at watching coaches and they watch people in their league but for the most part ad's like they're just like just like everybody else they're human beings and so when they say hey i got a, 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 a basketball job open they're gonna think who are the basketball coaches i know oh i really i know matt gordon i've known him now for 10 years he's a great guy he does a good job with his program he's honest i trust him you know uh and and i mean that's so i mean if that's the list you're trying to get on that that means you have to be intentional about reaching out, putting yourself out there and bonding with those people. If you're trying to be an assistant coach at the division one level, you need to meet division one head coaches. Like, I, again, you guys know this stuff. It's it's easier said than done. It is simple, um, but it's hard to like, it's, it is hard to execute. So I know I rambled a little bit, um, but, uh, and again, if you guys want to talk more about the actual like search process and things like that. I'm, I'm an open book. Um, but that was the stuff that I had kind of written down, uh, in preparation of this. Great. Let's just go for some questions and what do you guys have anything to ask or any more questions? I put them to sleep, Matt. <laughs> Are you just so thorough? You did an unbelievable job with the knowledge, um, of what, what we can do. Yeah, it's, um, and that's great information to Adam. I think that, um, listen, and you've said it, everybody on here knows this is a tough profession. And again, don't be discouraged. You stay after it. There may be a job that you really wanted that you may have to apply for two or three times over the course of eight years. You, you just continue on. It's, it's um, I see some of the same names. Uh, at times for positions. And um, I've gone through a couple of assistant ADs because I hired, I try to hide the very best ones. It frustrates me. And I know it frustrates all of you when 
um, a couple things happen. Well, I, I don't think we should hire this person because they're not going to stay long. Well, I know that at a smaller institution, if you want to move on, especially as a head coach, you're going to have to be successful. So if I get somebody in, they're successful for two or three years and they move on, I, I don't begrudge them for that. I'm not going to say every athletic director thinks that way. But, uh, and the second thing is, which is really frustrating, uh, I don't do it because, again, I was a coach. I'm trying to hire the very best for our situation is some will hire for the press release. And that's frustrating, right? Looks good in the press release. And, and, and many of you will know them and they can't coach their way out of a paper bag. And in three or four years, they're having to replace that position again. Everybody in the coaching world knew it. Um, that's how some uh, administrators are going to um, do things too. And, um, but not all of them. Not all of them. And that's, again, you have to overcome the, the frustration or your feelings about any of that and, and pursue the jobs you want. Ask for feedback. Um, the, hard, the most difficult thing I do in search process is have to call somebody um, and tell them. Because when I get down to the eight or ten, those are phone calls for me. I don't send the blanket email or something saying that, you know, we're going in a different direction. Um, with our candidates, uh, those are phone calls for me. And those are the most difficult phone calls because I've been on the other end of those a lot. <laughs> so, um, but don't be afraid to ask for feedback. And, you know, oftentimes uh, you can only provide so much as an administrator. And sometimes it honestly is that it was just not the best fit and this person was the best fit. Sometimes that's just what it is. And that's the truth. You may think it's a blanket answer, but it, that's the truth. And so. That's great. Paul, what was your question? Yeah, thanks again, guys. Um, I guess this is for whoever wants to answer it or feels like they can't answer it. Um, how wide of a net like should I be cast in terms of um, jobs that I'm trying to apply for? Like in my position, I'm trying to get into either a GA position or like an assistant coach position at um, Division Three school or something like that. Should I be applying to everyone I see on Hoop Dirt and Rising Coaches and all this, or should I be like trying to focus it down onto a smaller number where I could be more invested and just have more research on those positions? Um, I'll chime in real quick and then let Bill go. Um, I think for where you're at, you know, like you're trying to like break into that. Um, you're trying to break into that level. So I would go after everything if I was you. Um, it's different when you're going after a head coaching job, I think. Um, because number one, you don't want to be that person that's just looking for every opportunity. You do want to be selective. That's, but for you in your stage, I think like, absolutely go after everything. Um, I've told this story before, uh, just is a great example of how stupid I was. Uh, but like when I was coming out of college, I was a manager at University of Tampa, Division II school. And like, I wanted to be a GA at Duke. And if I wasn't gonna be the GA at Duke, I was gonna be the GA at Florida. Like that, and like, that's like how naive I was. And um, the, the head coach at Central Florida Community College 
which was like a JUCO, an hour and a half from my school, asked me if I'd want to come down. He's like, I got a spot. Do you want to come down for an interview? I wasn't even going to go. I wasn't even going to go on the interview because I was like, JUCO is like, I'm not going to coach JUCO. Um, you know, I'm not interested in that level. Fortunately, uh, the assistant coach at Tampa, Mark Olson, was like, Adam, you need to get your ass in your car and go down there. Uh, like, you have to go and look at it. And uh, thank God I did. And I was, like, blown away. Like, I was like, you know, he's he's a Hall of Fame coach. I didn't even know that. Uh, he has an unbelievable program. He kind of had it down to a science, and it was rolling. Um, it was the best thing I've ever done. But, like, if you're being selective, like, you miss out on stuff like that. Um, I also think, like, you can always turn a job down. My opinion. I know people are differ, differ on this, but, like, go through the process. You probably won't get offered the job. No offense. Uh, but if you do, then you can make it like you are entitled to make a decision whether it's right for you or not. And if it's not, and someone holds that against you, you probably don't want to work for that person anyways. My opinion. Um, what do you think, Bill? Uh, I agree with everything you said. And I'd, I'd add to that, that um, uh, I was in a similar position, tell you a quick story. Um, and I was at, uh, I was a student manager at Eastern Kentucky University. I wanted to be a coach. I went there to play football as a place kicker. Anyway, that's a long, another story. But, um, and so I got a job as a student manager. I wanted to be a coach. I worked for a great coach and Max Good and learned a ton. He gets fired um, that spring of my senior year when I was going to be his graduate assistant the next year. So now I'm scrambling and I'm, I sent out a hundred <clears throat> letters for graduate assistantships and I, in, in a panic. And just a quick side note, I, I got a response. I'm from Cleveland. I'm a Buckeye. I got a response from that team up north of an assistant coach who then became their head coach. You all can figure it out if you want. And he said to me, I don't think you'll find what you're looking for. Holy crap, I was motivated then. And so I threw up an even bigger blanket. So you do what you have to do. And, and I also understood when I was a head coach, when I was hiring assistant coaches, you know, that, that you can't be as intentional. Because one of the things I say, too, as an athletic director, um, I want to know that you want this job, not just a job. Well, you could apply for 50 jobs and still convince me you want that job right? Because you may need the job. I, I get all of that. And so I think you cast as big a net that you're comfortable casting. And I think that Adam said, you know, ultimately, you're going to have to make a decision for yourself. If that's the place you want to be. Some places you just may not want to be, you, you, you know, um, wherever the case may, you may not want to live in North Dakota because of the snow, you may not want to live in Louisiana because of the heat. Or the humidity. And that's up to you. But um, if you're um, I can't think of a good phrase. So I'm going to say if your foot loose and fancy free and can go anywhere, then cast as big a net as possible. And you may find, you may find that gem. I didn't really expect, I didn't maybe expect to be in Montana 15 years ago. I would have died to be out here. I'll, I, cause I'm an avid fly fisherman and I'm in the heart of the best trout fishing in the world. Um, but at this point in my career, I needed to move from a community college when I was a practice community college as an athletic director and administrator 
to a four-year institution that had football. I had to administer football if I want to continue on in, in my career. And lo and behold, um, before I even got on the plane, as, as I said earlier too, you just don't know when it's going to happen. Uh, interviewed, all day interviewed. Before I got on the plane the next day, they were offering me the job. So whatever you're comfortable with, I think is, is are the best answer. And also, Paul, if you're around a lot of schools, I think you are, D3, NAI, JUCOs, go hang out with them during the day. Don't, you're not a nuisance. Just go hang out with them. Get to know them. They get to know you. Then when there's an opening, you'll, you'll be surprised. They'll call you. Mm -hmm. Go to practices. Go hang out with those people that you want to be with. That's, yeah, that's great a, stuff. I appreciate it, guys. Yeah, we, when we were at SEMO, we had a guy, Evan Wiley, who coached at a local high school. And he, he was probably your – I don't know how old you are, Paul, but he was probably like 28 or 27 and um, was just trying to get into the college level. Um, and he came around and hung out. And it wasn't like he was like look asking about jobs. Like he just came to practice and like knew our team. You know, we'd be able to talk hoops, talk adjustments, and like we all got to know him, um, and we're able to help him. Like not on that staff, but uh, we were able to help him somewhere else. That, that's a great point Matt made. Great. Um... You gonna get any last questions for these guys? I don't want to take too much of their time. Um, it's getting late. I know some of you guys. So, anybody have a any questions they want to ask before we wrap this up? Is there a point in your career where you're over applying for jobs? You said like at, at Paul State, like go for it, apply for everything. But is there a point where you slow that down and start not casting the net so widely? And, and me, for I'm a head coach at a small college that eventually I like to get out of, but right now I'm fine with, I'm just not trying to be here forever. Do I apply every year for jobs? Do I not apply every year? What's the uh, suggestion on that one? I don't want to seem like I'm trying to get out to my athletic director, my administration, right? <clears throat> uh, if I can, I'll tackle that first. Um, if I've asked our coaches <clears throat> and have anywhere I've been, uh, I don't like surprises. Um, so please just keep me informed. Uh, I'm not going to begrudge, as I said earlier in the conversation, I'm not going to begrudge anybody for, for looking. And sometimes you're in a circumstance where you feel like, okay, it's, it's really time to move on. And you may be casting a little bit bigger net. Um, but I think that, um, I think if you're a head coach and you're you're looking to move on, it, it does have to be somewhat tactical and maybe measured on on the approach. But um, uh, you know, it's it's I, listen, I, and I'm I'm a pretty plain spoken guy, so um, you do what you need to do to move on in your career as long as you're being a professional. You're communicating these types of things and, and what your goals are. I think uh, when I say by mean being a professional with your boss and, and saying, you know, and, and I've looked at a, a couple jobs here recently and I'd like to get back to Ohio and I tell my boss, this is, you know, of interest to me and, and she's been understanding. And, and so, uh, and that my boss is the, the chancellor and, and, 
Um, and honestly, it's a little, it's a nerve wracking time now because we're going to have a new chancellor named here probably within a week. And, you know, uh, you'll find out as you get on in your career that the, the most important thing is who you work for ultimately that helps determine your happiness. But uh, as I was saying, um, you know, to be plain spoken about it, at the moment, the college doesn't want you anymore. They're going to kick you to the curb, you know. So you have to do what you need to do to, um, I think, in, in, you know, move on in your career, um, advance in your career, do what's best for your family if you have a family. Uh, those things are important. And um, I'm always puzzled when I see those press releases of the players getting really upset when a coach leaves. And you may be upset because you really like your coach, but then, you know, to throw around they're not loyal. They're not, uh, they're not, uh, well, wait a minute. The moment you're not happy with your playing time, you're going to the portal. But, you know, so I, I just, that's, I wish there was more loyalty throughout the country in our profession, um, but it doesn't seem to be that way. And I'm not telling you to, to as I've already expressed, you do it professionally, I think, then um, you do what, what you think you need to do. That sound bad? That sounded okay, right? <laughs> I don't want to give bad advice, but you know that's that's you know uh, Adam and Matt will, will tell you they're they're deep in the weeds and they know you know. Yeah, it doesn't sound bad at all. I think that's good advice. Um, the only other thing I'll add is like the small college level um, and the high school level. It, I do like most of the searches we do are small colleges. Like that's kind of our niche. There's not really any other search firms, maybe one other that caters to small colleges. Though the practice like across the board is that most of those ADs, they literally look at like who applies online and they that's their pool and they choose from that. Not always, some ADs have their list, but uh, if you don't apply, <laughs> you literally have no chance. Uh, it's not like, you know, when Georgia hires a coach or like, you know, Florida state, like these people, like they know who they want. They're dealing with agents, search firms are, there's third parties involved. Most of the time at the small college level, there's not a third party. And so like you do need to interview or you need to apply directly if you want to have any chance. Is that right, Bill? Yeah. And, and I'm going to back up a second too. If you're going to apply for a bunch of them, you, you don't have to go in and tell your boss, all the ones you're applying for wait till you get to that first step if you get the first interview go in and say hey you know i've got an interview for this one because i don't because <laughs> if you're filing in every day in the office going hey i've applied for this apply for that apply for this apply for that but i think adam you're spot on you know um it is um again it's it's difficult at the small college level for an athletic director for myself too to have my list because they're, they're you know, if we think they're, they're small college, um, uh, good small college type coaches, uh, they're generally, you know, moving up or moving on. And, and so, but not unlike division one, that, that list is going to change. And so um, I recognize from time to time um, people that have applied before and there's, there's nothing wrong with that. I was joking with a friend about a week ago and he was asking me about a particular school I won't mention He's like, have you heard of that school? I saw I probably applied there. 
over the course of my career feels like i've applied everywhere I'm like oh, yeah, i probably applied there i oh, so yeah it's um that's not anything to to you know and again if you've got to be able to determine whether that it's going to be the best thing uh, for you don't put yourself in a miserable situation because you think it might be a great job um you know because sometimes it's you know things aren't always what they seem and i'm not talking about it may be a great coaching job but there may be a number of factors for you and your family and those types of things that that might make it, it difficult and they'll come around again they do thank you yeah james you got a question yeah, I wasn't sure if I should unmute or wait. Or, um, thanks for obviously taking the time. Um, so I, this is my second job, so this isn't my real office. But um, what supplemental um, supplemental documents uh, have you seen be useful um, as far as like maybe like a portfolio or if any? in like the hiring process of, you know, a head coach or, um, or maybe an assistant AD or anything. Go for it, Bill. You like graphics? Okay. Um, this might be disappointing. <laughs> um, really, as far as like, I, I know exactly what you're talking about, portfolios, things like, because I have one. Um, I, my role is a little different because I have to, I, I need to really be able to articulate what I do on paper also, because as an, an administrator, you write proposals from time to time and things like that. So that's why I think it's important from my standpoint to, to have one and, and I've been working on it and touching it up. And I have a marketing, our marketing gal who does it on the side for me is, is awesome. And it looks really good so i actually just kind of finished some of that up but because i've got to be able to articulate myself on paper as a coach when i get them now i used to bring one with me to an interview and then later learned and you could also get the 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 temperature of the room you can distract the hiring committee with that because then they're passing it around and they're looking at it Next thing you know, you're talking and they're going like this, looking through it. Uh, you want them really focused on you. Um, I know it's a great way to, to give more of your philosophies. Um, I really have not, and I've done my AD career, maybe six head basketball um, so, and, and basketball jobs are always 80 to 120 um, applications. And I can honestly count on one hand when I've looked at one of those and gone, hey, that's pretty nice. There's some good information in there. Was it enough, enough to move the needle? No, sorry. <laughs> and I've, I've got a... Uh, a friend that used to be in the, the, the consulting side of things at one of the bigger uh, firms in the country uh, and his specific job was athletics um, hires and uh, for from everything from 
smaller institutions. I got to know him when I had interviewed for an AD's job back in Ohio uh, several years ago, and uh, he got out of the business. So I thought, well, I'm going to call him and connect with him because now he's not in it. There's no real um, conflict of interest if, if a job was ever to come up because now he's a CEO of a company. And I asked him the same question about the portfolio. He said in 18 years, he's only seen one move the needle and get that person from a preliminary interview to a on-campus interview, they still didn't get the job. Um, I, you know, that's a hard one because I, I, for myself, I even see the value in, in, in some of that. Um, has it ever, have I ever gone, well, why did they send me this? This is no good that we're taking them off the list. <laughs> no. So um, the things that become more of a pain in the butt for me is if you call me or email me 7,000 times. And I had that happen with our recent head coaching men's position a couple few years ago. And it was a grad, it was an alum and it was, and right at the point I called him and said, hey, uh, on campus interview. And he was an assistant moving to a head coaching position. Okay, you've done great. But he kept calling and kept having people call me and just being a pain in the butt. I call him, I said, okay, well, we're gonna have you on campus. Yeah, great job. You know what his response is? Uh, they're gonna, I'm gonna get the head job here. <laughs> I, 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 if our job came open again, I'd have no interest. It's just the, the level of unprofessionalism was outrageous. So did I answer the question? I, I, I you know, that's hard. I'd say have one in your hip pocket, but um, I, it's a good exercise too. It's a great exercise because as you continually update that and you go through it and type it up and retype it the next year, you're always kind of adjusting your philosophy. You're always, and you're going to speak to those things when you're on interviews. For sure, have it because it's always a reminder of, of what you do. Uh, and, and it's very specific. Appreciate it. Yeah, I usually send, like, if I do send it, I usually send it kind of prior. Um, so at least they can look at it and then they can send it to whoever's, you know, in the committee as well. Um, which I, I don't know. Good, that's, yeah. well, that's a good plan. I, I think if you get a, a first interview, maybe forward and on, uh, now you don't really have to have things that look all fancy and are on glossy paper and everything, right? Because everybody's so used to something that looks nice in a PDF, you can right. just email it ahead of time. Right, right. Uh, that's, you know, now it's become acceptable instead of having that thing right in your hand. Somebody might print it off and keep it, but right. um, yeah. Appreciate it. You're welcome. Awesome. I think we'll wrap it up. Uh, really appreciate Bill and Adam coming on and joining us tonight. That was great. Really good information. I learned a ton. I uh, really appreciate it and uh, helping our guys out uh, and gals out. So really, really, really appreciate you guys spend your evening with us tonight. Thank you. Thanks, everybody. Good luck. Thank you. Bill, call me if you need to help with, the, with hiring a coach. You know where to find me. <laughs> of course I will. Thank you so much. This was awesome. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. This was great. Let's Brian. let's talk, Adam. For sure. 
I'll yeah. Catch Thanks, Matt. Thanks, Brian. No problem.